0: Following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys?
0: This yes. is yes. the Players Lounge, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys
2: World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts Barry Church, Danny McCrae, and Newey Scruggs.
0: Here we are on a Monday in which the Cowboys did not secure another victory in which the Cowboys now find themselves as the number four seed in the NFC instead of the number two seed in the NFC. I'm Newey Scruggs, players lounge, brought by Hotels.com. Joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church yes, and Danny McCray. And I give Barry Church all the credit in the world because he said on Friday, that Arizona would win the game. Yeah, he I did, man. It Arizona twenty-two, the Cowboys twenty-four. So, Mister Church, how yeah. did you know, baby?
2: How did you know? Well, you know, in the streets they call me Negro Domus, man. So <laughs> I, you know, I was I was taken back to my by uh, Nostradamus no, days, don't. man. And <laughs> no, they <don't. laughs> And uh, I knew, I knew, man. Going into this game, it was just a tough matchup. Tough matchup overall. You got one of the most explosive running quarterbacks in the game. Rick Kyler Murray and the way he's able to escape and not only use his legs, but also his arm. I mean, the guy was deadly accurate out there yesterday. So I figured this would be a tough matchup for us. Um, I, didn't know, I didn't know I was going to get that out of hand at first. You know, we, we, we battled back, you know, made it close towards the second half. But that first half really stunned me because... Arizona, they were without James Conner, 14 rushing touchdowns. They were without their two starting corners on the outside. So I thought, you know, maybe this would be kind of a shootout. Maybe Kyler Murray would be able to squeak by with a field goal here or there. But it wasn't like that at all. And they started fast. We once again started slow. And we didn't get that effort or we didn't put that emphasis on getting number 19 to football early and often. We saw it last week. It worked unbelievable. We got him the ball that opened up everything else for. For the run game, for the other receivers out there, and it just didn't happen. We we instead uh you know fed Dalton Schultz a lot, and you know the the what happened is what happened. We ended up out there taking the L. Defensively, I think they played as good as they could have um, against this team, but they were dialed in. They were dialed in, and eventually, eventually. Diggs is not going to bite on a double move. One of these days, he's not going to bite on this double move. They were able to take advantage of him on the outside. I think A.J. Green had one of his better games as well. So, overall, I mean, I think it was a Kyler Murray show. And uh, he took over this game and went 9-0 in Jerry World now.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, goodness gracious. I, yeah. look, look, I'll start I start where you ended off it with Diggs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm open to, like, listen – I'll take the interceptions for him getting beat on a double move. right? that's that's it, it comes with the territory when you when you have Trayvon Diggs on your team. But his ability to change the game that's something that, I, that that I'll take. Right, but I think what happened with him was he got hit with a double move at the beginning, and then AJ Green just kept hitting him with the comeback, comeback, comeback. He comeback right, jumping. so he didn't want to jump it after yeah. that. So I think they, they they set him up on that end. But I still think he played a decent game. Like yeah. it, it, nobody went crazy on him. Uh, Anthony Brown had had a tough game. He, did. Uh, he Lewis. he's going to continue to find the ball coming toward him until he's able to figure out a way uh, mm-hmm. to stop those stop those uh, throws. But I think the biggest thing is offensively. We talked about this last week. The defense like the offense, we're not going to say the weak link, but you have a strength in your defense, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, "Hey man, if this team can score 24 like Nui literally said, this team can can score twenty four points somewhere in that range, then we should be able to win games. We go out there, we miss a field goal, which would have gave us our twenty fifth point, mm-hmm. and we lose the game. And I'm looking at these people, and they like, yeah, the defense. I'm not sure. I'm like, what what else you want them to do? They held these dudes to four field goals. They gave an the offense gave them the ball in their own territory. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'll, they bend, but not but don't break it. And I think that was. I think that was a hell of a performance by the defense. I think wait, they wait, came wait, out. Wait. Listen, this is why I think they had Kyler Murray under pressure the entire night. All right, he was able to get out and scramble, but when you go, when you have your you on the on the field for seven, eight minutes, mm-hmm. offense gets back on there and goes three and out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you have to find a way to play balanced football. And I think for the amount of time that our defense was on the field, I think they did as much as they could, like you said, mm-hmm. to keep us in the game. They gave Damn. us every opportunity that that we needed. And then we also got a fumble at the end, and we don't got the time. We don't have the timeouts to fix it. I think our biggest issue here is the offense. Like you said, we don't find a way to feature 19 and 21 in the game, we will not win uh consistently. Uh When you you got two targets to Ceedee Lamb and uh, and Amari Cooper and nine Mm -hmm. carries Mm -hmm. to Ezekiel Elliott, you do not have a success uh, recipe for success, and I just don't think it makes sense. And we're going to keep saying this week in and week out,
2: but it's obviously not going to change. All right, let's go to the offense. Let's 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 talk about this offense for a little bit because, you know, I you know I I think and it's hard for me to say this, but. You know, they were out-coached by Cliff Kingsbury. He got the better of this group as a whole, as a team. He got the better of this whole Dallas Cowboys team cuz we look at it and we saw from the very beginning, Arizona's defense was blitzing. They blitzed about 70 to 80% of the time against the Dallas Cowboys. Yet, we're still calling plays where Dax got to take a five-step drop. Dax got to be in shotgun holding the ball for a long time while these routes are developing. If you see these guys coming on a consistent basis, you can't get anything going you got to call some plays where the, the ball gets out of Dak's hands quick. Screens, uh, you know, shorts, three-step drops, some slants, something to get the ball out of his hands quick to slow down that pass rush and slow down their blitzing. But we didn't do that. And Arizona just kept dialing it up, dialing it up. And then once again, we don't have great blocking tight ends. Why <laughs> are we continuously leaving these tight ends, Schultz, Sprinkle, whoever's out there, on all pro defensive ends? Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. We've seen it from the group. Arizona's defense does not get going unless Chandler Jones gets going. And he got it going early and often in that football game. And for the life of me, I just don't understand why we're leaving Dalton Schultz, who's a receiving tight end. He's never never acted like he was one of the best blocking tight ends. If you want to put a block, put McEwen in there, the big kid from Michigan. Put him in there to go ahead and try to block. But you got Schultz out there blocking against an all-pro defensive end, one of the best – defensive ends in all of football. And that's what's the results is going to happen. The guy's going to get strip sacks. The guy's going to make his energy just be felt throughout that entire defense. They built up on that momentum the rest was history. We just couldn't get out of a hole. Well,
0: one of the things that we have talked about here on the players lounge is running the football here. And it was a tale of two teams who decided to run the football. Arizona made a commitment to the run. You start looking at them and, and what they did for the football game Uh, they had 20 second half rushes alone and for the game they had 32 rushes on 127 yards on the football on on the ground meanwhile the Dallas Cowboys basically abandoned the run in the first half um, Ezekiel Elliott actually the whole game Ezekiel Elliott had nine rushes for 16 yards Tony Pollard had three rushes for nine yards but here's the damning stats for me in the second half Zeke had two rushes for zero yards, and Tony Pollard had zero rushes. How in the world can you go into a football game and you tell me that you have those two running backs and they only get two carries in the second half, and Dak Prescott ends up being your leading rusher for the entire football game? To me, that's a failure.
1: Uh, Listen, let me tell you something, And, 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 and I can hear it now. We had negative plays, we had negative plays. Two of those negative plays I can see right now. Chandler Jones runs straight through Dalton Schultz, and it's and it's and it's a negative. It's it's a negative play, and I'm not faulting, faulting Dalton Schultz for this. If you're going to put the emphasis on running the ball. Put a tackle out there. Like, what, what? Who? it doesn't matter, right, if they know that you're going to run the ball. They already lining up with eight in the box anyways. Mm-hmm. Put a tackle out there. Make sure you get this guy blocked, and do, do not let him wreck the game because he moved the line of scrimmage, and then now Zeke has nowhere to go, and you're like, man, well, Zeke ain't doing nothing. No, it's not Zeke. Mm-hmm. It's not Zeke. It's your scheme. Yep. You know all year we've been watching Dalton shows block, and it's like, no, he's a receiving tight end, That's so I'm not faulting him for he this. Did. But help him out. Help him out. This is year in and year out about helping people when you know that they lack at their at, at a certain skill, right? If he's not that good of a run blocker, help him out. Put a ta- put a tackle out there. You got you got Terrence Steele sitting on the bench. Go put him out there, bro. Help him. It just it, it doesn't make sense. And then when you see those negative type of runs, I think that's when the offensive coordinator goes, oh, yeah, we, well, we can't run the ball. And then it just turns into this Tampa Bay game where everybody thought it was amazing when we played Tampa. But you continue to try that throughout the entire season. And you're going to end up just like you ended up, 12 rushes for 20 yards and then Dak Prescott all of a sudden being your leading rusher because you have not emphasized running the ball. You will not win playoff games that way. You cannot play – that way and win especially when your defense is doing everything they can but they end up being on the field for an extended period of time and sometimes that happens like mm-hmm. it happens like you're gonna play just teams that' are able to put those type of drives together now when the mm-hmm. offense gets back out there they can't go three and out mm-hmm. you gotta help you gotta find a way to help your squad mm-hmm. right if you run the ball twice and go three and out at least you give them two three minutes That's <laughs> true. you get out there and just start <laughs> hacking it <laughs> and you ain't getting the first down your defense is like man what what, what what are we doing
2: what are we going It's five six weeks we on this and this is a Another example of how I think Cliff Kingsbury, you know, got the better of this Cowboys team. Because if you look at Arizona's game plan, they did, outside of a couple, you know, Kyler Murray scrambles, you take those scrambles away, they didn't run the ball crazy. They didn't uh, gash us or anything like that. Chase Edmonds wasn't killing. But what they did was they never gave up on the run game, which kept this defense honest, which kept Cowboys defense honest. We know when a team is forced to throw the football, our defensive ends, Parsons, Gregory, D-Law, they're going to pin their ears back and they're going to get ready to go. But since Arizona – Put that run game and didn't give up on it, even though it wasn't producing nothing. They might have got, you know, 2.5 yards per carry outside of Kyler Murray's scrambles. Even though it wasn't producing nothing, it kept that defense honest. So they couldn't just pin their ear back and turn the corner and get after the quarterback. They had to make sure it wasn't a run and then go to it. And that helped slow down our pass rush and eventually let Kyler Murray be as effective as he was.
0: So the Cowboy run game, let's start to dissect this a little bit here. What do we put on the offensive line Is in terms of the struggles that we're seeing from this football team and not being able to run the ball?
2: You know, i put a little bit on the O-line, but it's hard because they were going against eight-man boxes the entire time because Arizona doesn't believe that our pass game and Dak Prescott's arm can beat them if you saw it. A lot of those times there was, you know, eight guys up in the line of scrimmage, whether they were blitzing or backing out, they were still giving that look to where you're sitting there thinking, okay, there's no way we can run against this eight man box. But to your credit, Danny, you talked about it earlier in the season. Even though they have that look, sometimes you still got to just hit that battering ram. Sometimes you still got to just go at that wall to keep them honest, similar to what Arizona did to us. But when you don't have that, you know, when you got to I got to check up out here, I got to pass the football it creates problems, and it creates trouble for your offense.
1: And listen, let me tell you something. And, that, and this also goes into the fact of, you see, we tried to run the boot. You know why it didn't work? We ain't running the ball. Yeah, <laughs> ain't you're, nobody not, yeah. you're not fooling anybody. This is the same reason that Prescott throws that pick at the end of the, I believe it was the Washington game, where you're like, man, what what is going on? We run the boot. Linebacker doesn't really bite on. He bite on a little bit, and then he's able to get back underneath the route. Same thing here. If you are not going to focus on the run game, we are not the only team who sees eight man boxes because teams are going to dare us to throw it. Mm-hmm. But we are seeming to be the only team who does not have any answer for it except throw it. We yeah. cannot find a way like last week we came out we're pulling guys, Lyles pulling, uh, Zach Martin's pulling. Like we're, we're figuring out ways to get guys on the edge. And this year I mean this uh, this week it seemed like that creativity was just was lost and gone. Like we we have no we have no identity. It, and our identity should be run through 21 and get the ball to 19. Somehow we cannot figure out how to get it. I'm still looking at the game. I'm saying Cedric Wilson comes in and he's catching Oh, all, listen, greatness to him. That should not be him. Mm-hmm. It should yeah. be 19, like, getting these passes. Because so, other than that, he is, like, literally not on the field.
2: Yeah, that's a true. So do you think it's more not, you know, the offensive line getting beat, you know, man on man or whatever. You think it's more of a lack of attempts. Absolutely at the rushing game. Okay.
1: Absolutely. You, you cannot go into a game with Ezekiel Elliott and he ends the game with nine carries for 16 yards. <laughs> yeah. Lack of a like how can he get going? Yeah. Like he not he's not a, a necessarily a pass catching running back, right? He is a like down the throat, punish you, and then at the end of the game is where he starts to wear on you. Well, ain't nobody you ain't wearing on no, nobody with no nine runs.
2: And and earlier in that game, he he looked like he had some juice. Like he looked early in the game he had a couple runs where, you know, he got through the line of scrimmage, saw a little bit of burst there. But, you know, we just didn't stick with it long enough. This, I don't know
1: why. This is how you know those those excuses are BS. One is, all right, we, you know, we got a stacked box, so we're not going to give it to Zeke. Next is, mm-hmm. we're going to rest him a little bit because his knee hurt. What's the excuse now? <laughs> get get a man to ball, bro. You got $190 million to who you are not focusing on on this team. Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. 190, Nui. 190
0: M's.
2: Mm, that's a lot of M's.
0: I. I, I... I went back here and just started breaking down the numbers in the second half. 17 pass attempts by the Cowboys offense to seven runs. And of those seven runs, only two of them were by the running backs. Mm. So 17 or two, man. Mm. That is a damning number. And that's not what Mike McCarthy just called for this year. He says complimentary football. Mike's talked about that all offseason long. And so for me, I wonder, when is the conversation the head coach has with the coordinator and the quarterback about what you're calling or what you're checking into because you're just abandoning the run. And clearly yesterday you weren't effective at all in the football game and you became predictable.
2: Do you think it's more of what Dak is deciding to check into up in the at the line of scrimmage, because we've seen it a bunch of times last week or, yeah, this week, this past week, he was at the line of scrimmage. And it seemed like almost every play in that first half, he was checking out of something or whether it was making a line switch or checking from pass to run, whatever the case may be. Do you think it's more of him doing that or what Kellen's calling? Let me tell you
1: something, because also to that, what happened to the tempo? Like, tempo, tempo is gone when you line up on the on, on the ball and then you don't snap it until it's five seconds left because you're mm-hmm. checking all over the place. I think it's both of them, but I think Kellen Moore has the opportunity and he has to say-so to say, hey, man, this is what we're going out here to run. You might have two checks, run or pass, right? Mm-hmm. And based off what you see, if it's an eight-man box, I want you to throw this ball to 19. If he's covered, then go to uh, read number two. If it's seven in the box and you see two high – Run the ball, right or left. That is
2: it. But you think that he can tell him that? I mean, this is this is a guy. I mean, he's not a he's not a rookie. This is a guy that they gave all that money to. Yeah, you his coach, yes. You, if you if you cannot tell mm-hmm. him that, that, then who are you?
1: Yeah, right. You are yeah. his coach, right? Yeah. Dan Quinn can go out there and tell any one of them dudes to, to line up and play how we uh, practice on yeah. plan. all right? And, and Kellen Moore should be able to do that as well, especially if you have aspirations of being a head coach. Yeah. You need to be able – you got to have that type of control over your quarterback. You can say whatever you want to. I know New Ed going to like this about Jason Garrett and mm-hmm. what he did, but when he went out there and called a run, they going to run the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went out there and said throw it to 88. They're going to throw it to 88. Yeah. Can we get just a little of that? We don't have to be all that. Can we get a little of Amari Cooper is out here in the press saying, give me the ball. You go to him one game against the Washington football team who does not have all their players. And when you go out here against a team that is a playoff team, that is a litmus test for you, you go out here and, and, and you sleepwalk into this thing. It, yeah. it, it makes absolutely no sense from the play column's perspective mm-hmm. and from the quarterback if it's him who's checking out of these
2: uh, these plays. Yeah, I mean, you would love your coordinator to be able to, you know, like you said, talking be like, hey, this is what we need to do. Get it done. Or, but it's a, it's like a different dynamic between those two. Because they were teammates at one time. You know, they were teammates at one time. Then Kellen Moore was the quarterback coach. Then he, so it ain't like he just came in and was like, yeah, I'm the boss. You are, you know I mean, you're the student. You're the, you're the pupil. You, you They was at the same level. So I can see where it's hard for Kellen Moore to just be like, no, you better do this or else. Plus, when you gave a guy a paycheck like that, I mean, it's... It's going to be hard to just, you know, to just put him in, in his place. But, uh, you know, it needs to happen. Something needs to happen. Something needs to change with this offense.
0: Um. Well, Kellen Moore's got a job interview with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Apparently, <laughs> it'll done this week according to Tom Pellicero of, of NFL.com. So maybe this is the final couple of weeks of Dak Prescott and uh, Kellen Moore working together. We we shall see. Let us take a break here. Our first one here on the players. That's brought to you by hotels.com. A statistic that when you start looking at this and looking at what the Cowboys have done, you got to ask yourselves: How legit are these guys in terms of what these wins really mean? Let's dive into that next. Try to tell y'all, Danny McRae. Try to tell Judge. y'all, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is DallasCowboys.com.
1: Mm-hmm. They on Joe Burrow right now on TV. <laughs>
4: proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody protects you from
0: mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go. They go. What was it? They go. You go. And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem,
2: like me.
3: Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar & Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
2: Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to
0: the Players' Lounge. They get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. You are in the Players' Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Nui Scruggs, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safeties, Barry Church and Danny McCray. All right, guys, here's a stat that – um it's pretty damning. The Cowboys have faced four Pro Bowl quarterbacks mm-hmm. this year. They've got a one, one and three record against those quarterbacks. They beat Justin Herbert, but then proceeded to lose to Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and yesterday, Kyler Murray. So the Cowboys have 11 wins. They're six and five against teams. Um, I mean, you start thinking. You take away the NFC East, and then that record is, is almost a 500 record against other teams. So, how do, should we view the Cowboys outside of beating up on these divisional teams?
1: You, you, you should view them as, as what you—they are who we thought they were at this point. All right, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still going to say this. I still think that we are a good team defensively. I think that. If we don't find a way to find some balance and help our defense out to where we all all of a sudden if we don't get three turnovers in a game, we can't win because now we're starting to see that the defense is really carrying you by giving you these extra possessions. So now if they can only give you one, if they can't give you any, but they can still hold these teams to field goals and you still can't score touchdowns, then we don't have a shot. Mm -hmm. right? So the offense that I thought we had at the beginning of the year when we were playing against Tampa, uh, but we didn't run the ball, which I said was going to be our Achilles heel, it's not the offense that is that is playing right now. We we are literally we have, they have found I believe they have found Kelly Moore out. I believe that we're literally just out there running routes, and these teams are able to get underneath these routes by playing zone or man and stop us. We, we have not been able to say, my guy is better than yours. Mm-hmm. This is not a scheme. This is just as what, me, I'm going to line up Amari Cooper, let him run a slant, let him run a goal, let him run an out, and let him beat the guy across from him. We have not been able to do that. And it's disappointing because I watched the Green Bay game last night, and I watched Devontae Adams do it triple all covered. night. He it's not even, it's not covered. scheme. He said, hey man, you run this way, and I'm going to throw you the ball it's not that hard bro so hey. when I until we find a way to get some balance which we only got one game and, and you better not sleep on Philly <laughs> you better yeah, not sleep on yeah, Philly sleep we got one ball. we got one game to get this thing right and find some balance and I think uh, you know unfortunately I think it's a little too late to find that type of <laughs> to find that type of balance especially in your run game
2: yeah I mean I agree with everything you said and once again I tried to tell y'all weeks ago knew he had Danny I tried to tell y'all weeks ago We were feasting on bad quarterbacks. We were feasting on Mike Glennon. We were feasting on Taylor Heineke, Jake Fromm, those type of guys. And you can only play who's in front of you. So in the defense, they they did their job. They did what they had to do. Over over and above. Over and above. Forcing four turnovers, doing all that great stuff. They were playing amazing. But what got me nervous was when we get to the playoffs – I'm not so sure we're going to be playing those terrible quarterbacks. We're going to have to go against some better quarterbacks. And and yesterday we went against one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League in Kyler Murray. Now, not everybody is dynamic as Kyler Murray. He was able to buy time, extend the pocket. I mean, he was able to do a lot of things that a lot of other quarterbacks can't do. But we got to find a way defensively to just – I mean, it's hard to say step it up even more. But when your offense is struggling the way it is – and you can't get turn and you can't get a takeaway you're going to have to do something, and it's going to have to be better on third down or something like that. They were 7-16 to 16 last night on third down. I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals, and usually this Dallas defense is the number one defense on third down. They've been helding cats to only 30% on third down the entire season. Yesterday, that wasn't the case. You know, Arizona was able to keep drives alive, keep moving the football, and tiring out this defense. I mean, we've seen drives of 91 yards. I think they had another one of 80-some yards. It was just a long, sustained drive. Aided, Where, aided by penalties. Aided, yeah, aided by by, pen- I'll give you by that pen- as well. Aided by penalties, but... There's just something that this defense has to do when they're not getting takeaways. They've got to be better on third down. And in the offense, I think it just is what it is right now. They just can't get out their way. They seem to not have an identity or or really a solution to not having an identity. So it's got to be on this defense right now. And that makes me nervous going into the playoffs when we have to face against a uh, better quarterback. We
1: ain't winning like that. Yeah, that's right. a, we, it's, it's going to be tough. We, so we're not going to be able to win games if – the defense has to do everything. Yeah. And and I'm not taking anything away from the offense. But what Kyler Murray and them, they were number one team before they went on the slide. Mm-hmm. All right. We went through same the same type of slump. All right. So good teams do go through slumps. But when he was able to wake up and that offense started to look at least half of what they were, mm-hmm. our defense was holding them to, to field goals. Yeah. And and giving the offense opportunities. Even when Dak is fumbling in his own territory and we held them to like we're holding these guys. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to then find momentum and and score some points and not specifically just at the end, because right, you stop this team five or six times, and then you're like, all right, now we got to stop them three more times while the offense comes back. Like it don't work that way, right? It's yeah. like now the defense got to hold. They've been holding all game. It talking? felt like that Kansas City game. Like <laughs> yeah. it was just
2: like, man, we again. Remember we was <laughs> yeah. in the group chat. Like again, this defense is gonna hold them again, and they were able to do it. But it's, I mean, it's just a matter of time before a great quarterback is able to take well, the charge. Well,
1: and then and then a miscommunication or, or or being out coast where we got tricked out of that timeout. Your mm. defense actually causes the turnover that you need, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we need our defense to step up and make a play. And they did. They did. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But you don't have the time out to challenge it. not yeah, yet. the ref did miss it, but it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to try to find a way to make sure that you know what's coming at you so you don't waste the time out like that. And it ended up literally killing us at yeah. the end of the game. because And I'm, I'm I'm still on the defense. Whatever. We we might not end up top 10, but I'm telling you this. That defense, when it was time for them to make plays, they did. And then at the end of the game when Dak started coming back, they still made more plays mm-hmm. to get you back in the game. They caused that turnover, we didn't get it. Yeah. But they are still able to to turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to give you a chance in the game, but if your offense is is sleeping through the first three quarters then you don't have a shot. Got
2: to start fast.
1: Yeah, because if you look at the way that uh Arizona was able to play at the end. They were able to just continue to try to run the time run that off thing the clock. Down. Run the time off the clock. We don't need to score, they don't have time to come back. And you saw that at the end of the game. Yep. And Greg Delick you know, uh, oh, oh hook him left. Oh, him oh, left, man. I mean, you we start we start we started this in the Tampa game, okay? We started this in the Tampa game, and we've been seeing this throughout the whole season.
2: Oh, hook him left. We've been left, seeing man.
1: this throughout the whole Now he ain't been horrible, but when when these moments come and you had you had to start tallying up these points of like where we
2: left him on the field at is coming from the field goal. Cause game. it ain't it's funny because it's not like it's in nut-cutting time where it's like, you know, five seconds. He's usually good in that, in that area when there's, you know, it's the last kick he has to make it. It's those ones where it's like, oh, this is routine. He can, he can do this. This is a 40 yard. This is You know, this is, this is easy. This is, and boom, he misses it. Then you're just like, oh, man, what, what's going on? Then you're chasing points the entire game. And when you're going against a quarterback like Kyler Murray, you can't give him extra shots like that.
0: Look, this, this guy was let go by the Rams. And they haven't missed him at all because the Pro Bowl kicker on the NFC squad this year is is Matt Gay, who's with the Rams. So clearly they knew what was going on. And you saw John Fossil come here. They gave Greg Zerline a big contract. Uh, I, I don't know whether Mike McCarthy's got any say or any juice <laughs> on what happens with this field goal kicker. Because clearly it feels like Bones Fossils is the one in charge running things when it comes to the kicking unit. Now, I asked him specifically two questions after the Thanksgiving Day game about this kicker, and he told me he had confidence in him. And then yesterday he was like, well, you know – we're in a playoff situation now. He knows what he's got to do. So it's like he's coming off this a little bit. Like, hey, man, I wasn't crazy. This dude is problem. We saw him miss two extra points against the Giants. And I wrote down this just going back to three games, man. That three-point loss to Arizona, he missed a field goal. That three-point loss to Las Vegas, he missed a field goal and an extra point. Mm-hmm. Then you go back to that two-point loss against Tampa Bay, he missed a field goal and an extra point. That's three football games right there where if he did his job, we're probably talking about a different outcome for the Dallas Cowboys, man. This guy's not been good. And after the season, I don't want to hear any more of this hooey about how he's a guy. He better have a bunch of competition that can can. Okay? Because that dude had no... Competition at camp. Guys, there were times when we were like, Are We gonna see a field goal? We went weeks without seeing a field goal attempt because Bones Fossil was like, Yeah, he's uh he's coming off surgery, he's gonna be good. We're good, we got him. And McCarthy's like, man, he's kicked the team to a Super Bowl, he's all this. This is a bunch of bull man. This dude is mediocre at best.
2: He'd have yeah. kicked you out the number two seed. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. He kicked you from two to four. But uh, since we're on special teams, man, I I gotta give a shout out to our guy, man, CJ Goodwin, once again. Man, he is making plays and I'm surprised he didn't get that, you know, special teams pro bowl knot. Cause I don't see another a better gunner in the league right now. I know that the guy in New England is awesome, but the way CJ is making plays. I mean, out there as a special teams guy, I mean, he's balling, man. He was he's hurt a little bit. Ballin'.
1: I think when he hurt. Oh, he did miss like three games. He didn't miss like three games. But yeah, it, I, even
2: yeah. he he's
1: balling, and I'm not even going to put the onus on on that fake punt on on, on like bones, oh, right? That was, because, yeah, that was because yeah. literally the rule is you know no pass interference, but only on the outside. Like they had they had it covered. The mm-hmm. dude made a, a uh, David Tyree uh, yeah, like was, unbelievable uh, catch. They get a pass interference. It was covered. Mm-hmm. It just didn't it just didn't go our way. So it wasn't like they got tricked out of it. What they Mm-mm. got tricked out of was when they put the, the the kicker and the quarterback on the field on that on that field goal. To yeah, you tip. gotta have a spot Yeah, you, you got somebody, like, somebody, gotta, somebody, see somebody, that, somebody yeah. gotta see that. Somebody gotta see, and you just gotta be prepared to do it instead of just being like, "Hey, man, we just gonna run our field goal block team out there." So shout out to special teams. CJ, uh, he's still. I'm not. He's not the MVP this year, mm-hmm. but he's he's still the guy. He's, he's still guy, the man. guy. He's still, he's still the guy. guy. And you know, Portman, I told Newey, they should right. He should have kept that number forty. Uh, <laughs> Goodness gracious. I'm telling you, he just can't
2: buy one, man. Uh, so that's, how, that's how it is yeah, in the season. you like, yeah. man, I can't even,
1: man. He can't buy one. Man, you
2: know? that's tough. That's uh, tough. But I'll tell you this. If,
1: if, you, if you are still thinking about who should be the NFL comeback player of the year, okay? Mm-hmm. That conversation that we had earlier in the season where mm-hmm. it was a foregone conclusion that it was Dak Prescott and he was all in the MVP conversation? Yeah. You better watch that hold on, season. Hold yeah. on. Hold on, yeah. No, no I'm just, let's leave oh, like, Okay, on, my bad, on. my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Hold on. My bad, hold
0: my bad. We my we bad. You know, I'm
1: excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. And when, <laughs> and
0: when we come, when we when we come back from the break, we'll talk about Dak Prescott and is he about to lose the potential what seemed to be a sure comeback Player of the Year award because somebody's gaining some ground on him. We'll talk about it next with Danny McRae, Barry Church, New East Scruggs. Players' on brought to you by Hotels.com.
4: Nobody protects you from mayhem like
0: Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs>
1: So AT&T is giving everyone, new and existing customers,
2: our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, your
0: favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd. 2022 get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night in history visit seatgeek.com the official ticket provider of at&t stadium and you are in the players lounge brought to you by hotels.com i'm newie joined by two former dallas cowboys undrafted free agent safeties barry church and danny mccray all right guys i sent my note out here Asked somebody who who's got a vote in the uh, comeback player of the year and i said who gets it is it joe burrow Comeback player of the year. Is it Dak Prescott? And he says, the way Joey B playing is now, it's him. Nick Bosa also in play. I would also say Joey B, Dak, and Bosa. Asked another voter. Said, I would have said Dak until yesterday. Now it's interesting. Toss up. Joe Burrow out there balling. Has Cincinnati as division champions here. Danny McCray, go ahead and take the floor on this. Because I know Barry Church ain't got nothing that he really want to say on this right now.
1: Listen, listen, listen. Before Barry Church got Mm. off the air last week, uh, I asked him what would he say about Joe Burrow if he beat the Kansas City Chiefs, and he said, "I'm gonna give him his due. I'm gonna give him his due." Uh. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow went out there this week, down 14 points in the first quarter, did not blink. Jamar Chase has 260-plus yards on 11 catches. T. Higgins got a touchdown. He goes for another, I think, was it 400-something? Yeah, Go up, for yeah. So in the last two games, he's broke the record for how many uh, yards you can have in the two-game span. Mm-hmm. He wins the division, and you going to sit here and talk about Justin Herbert. This is what I'm going to tell you. <sighs> If you vote for anybody besides Joe Burrow to be the NFL Comeback Player of the Year, then you are just straight-up biased. Because I love the Cowboys. I like Joe Burrow. But as far as the person who's performed the best and, and done more for their team this season... It's absolutely Joe Burrow. All right. So please tell me what you think about Joe Burrow compared to Justin Herbert.
2: <sighs> all right. Well, look, so we're gonna start on the comeback player of the year. That was the original question we had presented. So I'm gonna go ahead and say Joe Burrow needs to be the comeback player of the year. The man has played amazing so far this season. He's balled out. Uh he's did what he had to do. And he's did it with a terrible offensive line. Because half of the time the guy's running for his <laughs> life. Now, he has unbelievable, you know, set of receivers and skill position, but he has to be able to make those throws, and he has done that. So, the guy has played great. He's going to be comeback player of the year. He's got his team in the playoffs. They've won a the division, all this other stuff. I mean, get get a man his cookies. Get a man his flowers. And, look, you know, I said I was going to give him his just due. So, look, I, I admit it. I admit it. All right. <laughs> Joe Burrow is – Finally on the same level <laughs> as Justin Herbert. We're, we're right here tied uh, back and neck. they right at the what? same level. It's no more Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow. they on the same level right now. I'll admit it. They're on the same it. level? Yes, they're on the same level. I'll admit it. Church, church, church. I, 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 I got to
0: admit, church, just, Justin Herbert needs to go ahead and give his Pro Bowl spot to uh, Joe Burrow. Stop he it. really does right Stop now. It's Joe Burrow's team. Is, they're division champs. Stop it's it. Mr. Right James, now. Man. Stop it. We right don't now, even know if Justin Herbert can make the play. He may not make the playoffs, man. He gotta win this week against the Raiders. He may not make the playoffs, man. <laughs> the team he's already he beat. Got a, the he team got he's already tackle. beat. He's in there, man. His left his left tackle was was all pro as a rookie. So he had help, man. Joe out here running for his life, man. With bad coaching. With a bad head coach, man. You, Come on now. So
2: you Come so you're gonna sit there and say, hey, because he had an all pro left tackle, he had a he had a better situation than, than Joe Burrow? Bro, he Joe uh, Burrow got two thousand yard receivers, an all pro running back, the tight at, ends better. At what? At what point? At what point are you gonna the say defense is at, better. At, at what
1: point are you gonna say is Joe Burrow? Okay, Joe Burrow. I just said to, it was wild. Wow. He's 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 throwing wow. he's throwing it. the ball to these guys. Okay, so let's not great. act like they would be doing the same thing if they had a different quarterback back there. Joe Burrow somehow leaves college and has two of the best receivers. Right, he's throwing these two dudes the ball. Mm-hmm. One of them says Joe Burrow ain't gonna be there, I'm not playing this season, all right? Jamar Chase does not play. Justin Jefferson goes on to be the what, a rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase comes in and breaks Justin Jefferson's record with Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. all right? This dude is the reason for he's these guys to, to be as good as they are. And you talking about he and Justin Herbert are just now getting on the same
2: They're level?
0: They're on the same level now. they on the same uh, level dude. right now. Like Joe I, said, like I said, he's said At, at, at Add on to what Danny said. So Joe Burrow left. Joe, Ed Ogeron get fired. Joe Braden goes to the league <laughs> and he get fired. I mean, this dude. What Joe that Burrow got to do with Justin
1: Herbert? Joe people, man. I got to do with This just shows you how good Joe Burrow is for you to, like, first it's, knock it, him down. And Herbert and Burrow, but, they on the same level. Uh, right, right now. Right now. Who, who's having a better season? Justin Herbert, you talking about stat wise or you talking about no no, about no record no, no, wise? Right, you, you, know, about? you know exactly what I'm <laughs> talking about. Who's having a, who's having a better season? <laughs> Justin yeah. Herbert. Yeah. What you talking about stat wise or you talking
2: about? Because if you talk about stat wise, Herbert
1: Joe, is this dude. He's got thir, thir, he 30 he 34 <laughs> so, 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 and 14 for touchdowns. I'm, I'm confused on what. Herbert. Somebody find Her- Justin Herbert's uh, 38 to 14. Let me find. Let me find All this five thousand yards. Yeah, right, Joe Burrow got him the same thing. Joe Burrow got the same
2: categories. Man, he'll be sitting at home next week. He's seventh place right now. Here's seventh.
0: Go ahead, no. Back to the original question right now. Who wins comeback player of the year? Is it Dak? Is it Bosa? Is it uh Joe Burrow? Who who wins this award? Joe Burrow, yeah, easy. Yeah, it's
2: got to be Burrow.
0: Joe, Joe Burrow, easy. This is the, <laughs> We talk about the
1: Cincinnati Bengals, bro. So you can say whatever how, how you think they look right now. The expectation for this team at the beginning of the year was definitely not winning their division and playing the way that they playing with two 1,000-yard receivers, pro bowl running back, defense showing up when they need to, and them being on the way to the playoffs. All right? No expectation for that. And it literally is all, to me, 90% of this, On Joe Burrow. Without Joe Burrow being on this squad, they are not this team. The defense ain't playing like this. Receivers ain't playing like this. And running back is still playing well, but he's not having this type of success without Joe Burrow being on that squad.
0: I I go back to the game in which Cincinnati played this year where they were going to win this football game. Joe Burrow did all he could. Kicker goes out there and misses the easy one against Green Bay and they end up losing. The guy has been definitely, he's definitely been a difference maker. Um, let's, let us not end the show without talking about Michael Gallup, who Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, said afterwards is going to miss the rest of the year with a torn ACL. He's going into free agency. Um, what's the most important thing for guys to, do for Michael Gallup or his teammates in such a tough
2: time like this? Uh i am ai am am a I'm a I'm a cause I've been in the same literally the same exact situation. Uh Torn Achilles going into the contract year. But you know w- what you need from your teammates is just to just for them to reassure you that you're still part of that team. Like when I when I went down, it, it was hard. It was real hard. I'm rookie, Undrafted rookie and I was first chance starting it and boom I went down. That very next week and the weeks following that, Danny Gerald, Censorball, everybody in that secondary crew would come over to my apartment at the time and we'd just play cards. Just talk. We wouldn't even talk about football. We'd just play cards just just to make you feel like you're still a part of that locker room. Cause when you're injured and you don't get to go to the meetings anymore. You're not practicing. You basically just come in for your treatment and then you leave. Sometimes you don't even see your teammates that day. They're already either already out practicing or they're in meetings. So you just go to the training room. So it, it gets hard. It gets real hard, um, especially when your team is having a lot of success as well. And this team right now has a chance to you know make a long run in the playoffs, and it's going to be without Michael Gallup. So – to me, I just think the teammates need to to reach out to him however they want to do it and just make sure that he knows he's still a part of this team and without him, you know, the success wouldn't be there. So it, it's a definitely a tough one because it's going into contract year. Yeah,
1: let, let me tell you, I'm going to piggyback off what you said about the they got a chance of making a deep run in the playoffs. He can, he can go in knowing that the chances got a lot slimmer without him being on the field. Yeah. We talked about him being – we talked about him being the deep threat for this team. Mm-hmm. And when you watch the games on him being in it, Those fade balls, those back-of-the-corner end zone, back shoulder, 90% of those were going to Michael Gallup. Mm -hmm. And 90% of the time, he was coming down with those. Mm -hmm. As as you see on the play that he hurt his knee on, that is is a play that literally boosts the momentum in our favor and and allows us to score points. Mm -hmm. Like He is that guy. So I think he's literally going to be missed. Uh, Hopefully he did make him some money, even though he did get injured, because teams will, will have to be able to watch that film and say, even though you got Amari Cooper, even though you have C.D. Lamb, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup had a, a, a role on this team, and he was a guy who could make some of those dynamic catches when you needed to have a 50-50 ball caught by, by your player. So so oh. sh- shout out to him. Hopefully he heals up soon, and hopefully teams take a really good look at him and see what he was able
2: to do for this squad and pay him, uh, pay him accordingly. Well, let me ask you this, d You know, he got injured late in the year. So, you know, he's going to have to go through, you know, surgery, rehab, and he might not even be ready for training camp. Would you rather, if you were in Michael Gallup's situation, and let's just say, you know, teams, they're not going to be throwing the money at you because you got an ACL, they might give you a one-year deal, maybe even a two-year deal here and there. I'm not sure, I'm just saying this is the hypothetically. Would you rather sign a one-year, lesser-value deal with Dallas Knowing that you can, all right, you're familiar with the training staff. You know the offensive system because you're not going to have an off season. You might not even have a training camp. So, would you rather stay here on the one year lesser deal or sign a maybe a multi year deal somewhere else? Um, but if you, if, you know, if you get done with Dallas through that year, you'll be able to re up again after the season. Which way would you go I, with yeah, that?
1: Yeah, I, I think it depends on on, on how much it is. Um, if your one year deal uh, in annual equals that that three year, I'm ask me. I'm going to stay where I'm comfortable at. Yeah. Um, because I know the quarterback, I know the training staff. I'm still going to be working with these guys with Brit and Jim, and I and I trust the fact that they're going to get me back and they're going to not let me get out there on the field until I'm 100% ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't have that same trust if I go to another squad, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, so that's just me. The hometown thing is a big is a big deal. He's he's familiar with the coaches, and to know that Jerry Jones and them still has some type of faith and belief in him to give him a one year shot, mm-hmm. I would still do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, also depends on like who the quarterback is right am i going to play with Aaron Rodgers am i going to play with Tom Brady Yeah, like 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 it, i think there's a lot of stuff that goes into that decision
0: guys it's a uh it's a tough situation for him um definitely hope he can keep his spirits up here because he's had a very tough season from what happened in game 1 and having to sit out you finally come back you find yourself in a groove and um whew. I feel for Michael Gallup because there's one of the good guys on the football team who also had gone out of his way, had a little Christmas uh, drive that he had for some kids. Um, I want to say it was over Dick's Sporting Goods where he was trying to make people's Christmases be better. So I just hate to see that for him. But hopefully um, there's something bigger in his future and that he can come back and get all that he wants to from from the bag to statistics and and everything to have a a good NFL career. Uh, Let's end it there. We got a whole lot to get to this week as the Cowboys get ready to face the Philadelphia Eagles. They may not be playing for anything. The game has moved from Sunday to Saturday night. So the game is a Saturday night game up there in Philadelphia. It's going to be cold. So lots to get to this week on the Players' Nines brought to you by Hotels.com. For Barry Church, Danny McCray, I'm Newey Scruggs. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
4: This has been a production of
0: DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?